Hello, Tyler Morris. Hey, man, what's up? Uh, nothing much, man. Nice to have you on the show. Um, so why don't you start telling me about what got you into the whole music gig? Let's, let's spend a little bit of time on that. Okay, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, Tyler here's a, a musician with his band, um, Tired Violence. You yeah. can check out music on YouTube, right? Yeah, it's on YouTube, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Music. Pretty much like any streaming like platform you can find, it'll be there. Awesome. So yeah, no, tell me what got you started with that. Okay, yeah, definitely. So um, my first memories of music um, are from when I was a very small child. My dad is actually a musician. He's a drummer primarily, um, but he's pretty multifaceted. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, just as really any young boy for the most part, uh, my dad was kind of like my idol and my role model, and I wanted to follow in his footsteps. And I've just always really enjoyed music, so he's always um kind of encouraged me to an extent to pursue it um and it's just always something that I've had a a very strong uh desire to do I've always kind of had an ear for it uh per se and yeah man so that's kind of how I got into it I do know that there's um some images of me that I found recently uh being younger than I can remember getting like my first musical instruments and it was just like a little child's drum um but yeah, I must have only been like two or three years old when I was getting that. So it's definitely been reinforced by my family like my whole life. <clears throat> That's pretty cool though. No, because I remember I remember when I was a kid, uh, my aunt she had a you know keyboard like electrical keyboard yeah. in a room, and I would always fuck around with that. But like you know, I I I'm about as musical as like I don't know a a, a goldfish or some shit. <laughs> but like. <laughs> But, like, I always find it really cool when people can play anything. And you, you sing, too, right? Yeah, so I, I sing. I play drums. I play guitar. Um, I mean, I mess around on keyboard and stuff like that. Like, I love playing with synths and making new patches and stuff. And I play bass. Like wild, Yeah, dude. I just do all sorts of stuff, man. I just kind of picked them up because they were always around. Like, I – obviously, my voice has always been on me. And I've been singing, honestly – longer than I can remember uh, I guess when I was really little if music was on and you know there were vocals I would I guess try to replicate that and so when I was really young I, I wanted to do stuff with my voice whether it be like voice acting or singing or you know something like that it's always been something I've been interested in I've always explored different avenues and, and sounds and tried to imitate things and so that's something that has primarily been a focus in my life um, but my dad it's had a guitar funny. what's up no, so that's kind of funny because, like, um, I mean, I didn't really, like, my tone changed when I got older by, like, a lot. And once it, when it did, though, people told me I should start trying to get into, like, doing, like, singing and things like that. But singing just never really caught on for me. Like, I can right. do, like, stage stuff. But the whole voice acting thing kind of happened in the same way, how kind of people kind of just, you know, pushed you and pushed me in that direction. And I'm right. like, oh, man, that's it's really cool, though. It's really cool. Like, you know, it's kind of see how... um you know, environment kind of shapes the artist and things like that. Definitely. Like my dad had like guitars uh, around. Um, He had like a bass around. And so uh, I remember also I had this keyboard that my, I think my mom's parents gave to me. I don't know if they just had it around or if they bought it for me or it was this Yamaha keyboard and it had a bunch of different sounds on it. And I played with that like incessantly. And I still remember the demo song from it, um, like by heart, just cause I played it so many times, uh, just hitting the button and listening to it. And nice. a couple of years ago, maybe like three or four, I don't know. Um, for some reason that song randomly popped in my head and I thought about that keyboard and I was like, Oh shoot. Like 
I forgot all about it. Like, I wonder how much one of those would be and if I could, like, recover one and get one just for the sake of having it. Because uh, I don't know what happened to it. But, um, yeah, I found one on, like, eBay, and they're actually not Lost that expensive. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I found one on eBay. They're not that expensive, and I'm thinking about kind of just picking one up for nostalgia purposes, even if I don't ever really use it for, for recording or anything. I just I kind of want to own one. It would be cool to have around, you know? Like, I mean, I still got my first mic I bought years ago. But like you know, just kind of like, hey man, you know, yeah, you know, kind of like a starting spot kind of thing, you know. Yeah, so, like my look. my guitar that I just bought recently is actually the same like make and model, like different year, but uh, same color and everything as uh, the first guitar like that I ever remember playing that my dad used to own. And just because it was my starting point and it was so significant to me, I had to like hunt and track it down. But I finally found one and turns out they were like a limited edition model um and it was it was pretty expensive but i mean i say that but i mean like there are definitely I mean, was, way more expensive guitars out there but i it was oh, worth i've it seen me. like those things are like yeah i've seen some some guitars like i've been like a guitar center and shit like that I see them for like for like thousand dollars yeah dude shit. i mean my guitar was holy like shit 700 bucks and i was like you know what like it's worth it i'm just gonna do it like and i'm so shit. happy i have it dude honestly i love it Shit, my simple ass wanted to buy a uh, piano the other day, and I was like, you know what, man? Get a piano for the house. Why not? Look, go online. Oh, I'm not getting a piano. Never Dude, mind. Dude, so, like, do you want, like, like, a grand piano or something? Yeah, that's what I was looking so, at. So, check like, this hey, out. Um, look on things like Facebook Marketplace or uh, my friend Joseph. Like, I'll talk to him. Uh, I actually was in a band with him for a while, Misgiving. Um, and, uh he finds pianos like all the time somehow but uh, a lot of people who live on fort lee actually are getting rid of pianos because they want to move but don't want to move the piano and so why do so many of them have pianos i don't know um but yeah i mean we like like, legit we would find them like and people would be like just come pick the piano up like they won't even ask for money they'll be like if you can pick it up you can have it just fucking take it out yeah dude like just take the piano so get it out of my sight yeah (laughs) so dude legit like keep looking because like honestly some people are like please if you can take it like just do it i I never thought to go the whole facebook route i mean that's i mean fuck that's kind of like a 2020 no-brainer but like you know i just honestly though marketplace is so sketchy sometimes like it's hard oh yeah no man like i remember i bought a um bought a bed off of there one time it was nothing crazy it was like 150 bucks for a bed mm-hmm. and it was nice but when i got there the lady was weird i'm like all right <laughs> dude what's this okay. about it, it reminded me of that scene it reminded me of that scene in it chapter two you've seen that yet i haven't seen chapter two yet but dude the oh, first one was so good okay yeah no but in the in the second one it was in the trailer so i guess it's not really a spoiler yeah that's but fine. like um the, the part with the old lady when she's like a uh, adult beverly's in mm-hmm. her house or whatever it was like that. It's so creepy. And I'm like, I, I know something's up. And I'm like, wait a minute. Dude, so check where, this out. Like, I just got clown? a dog. <laughs> I just got a dog recently. Um, I got an Australian oh, cool. Shepherd. I love him. He's so awesome. Uh, his name is Char. Um, and uh, he's so awesome. Char from Gundam? Yeah, dude. I named him Char. Nice. I'm a big Gundam fan. A huge Gundam fan. Um, I just started Iron-Blooded Orphans the other day. Oh, dude. How do you like it? Fucking wild. Dude, honestly, Gundam is such like a... Uh, it's one of those series that I feel like is underrated by most people in the West because they don't have – I don't want to use the word like the attention span for it, but like they don't really oh, it's, delve into it. It's a very complex series. Yeah, see, people don't expect the, the whole political intrigue thing mm-hmm. when you're watching a show about giant colorful mechs slicing each other in half. Exactly. I mean, people, don't, people don't see it coming. Which is weird because they watch Star Wars. 
Yeah, I know. It's just like just shiny Lord of the Rings. Let's be real. Like Gundam, I'm hot take here, but Gundam is like leaps and bounds better than Star Wars. If Gundam had live action movies, I'm pretty sure we would be saying we we, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. I think I saying, legitimately like, think they're working on one shit. right now. Yeah, you know, apparently, um, you know, in Japan they have a like a live a scale model of a Gundam. Yeah, I it think it's in Yokohama or, or something. Yeah, it doesn't move or anything like that. But they just like, built you know, one that walks. Yeah. 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 But now China's building one too. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't know. I figured I out know. a way. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I figured out a way how to solve political disputes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, dude, we'll just do Each G Gundam. Nation. Each nation build a gun. Yeah, tournament that shit. Yeah, dude, G Gundam. Yeah, man, that'd be fucking great. It would and for be. those of you that don't know what G Gundam is, it was um a G- version of Gundam that came out back in like the late 90s I think mm-hmm. where you would pilot a giant robot and if you knew how to fight really well the Gundam would fight in the same way you fought so basically if you could kick somebody's ass in real life you could probably kick their Gundam's ass too yeah it was cool like you you piloted yeah. a giant like mech and inside like the mech was like a control center but it was like controlled by your body and your movements controlled the robot and it was cool because each country selected basically a champion to represent their country and there was like a giant tournament and uh, there was a lot of quote unquote cultural appropriation or whatever in it <laughs> but honestly like I don't I, I just think it was really just like early representation you know like i never like took offense to any of it honestly i thought a lot of it was funny it was really cool concepts though i mean it's i find it kind of funny when people say oh man japan's fucked up for how they represent especially americans in their anime right. and shit. but i'm like guys think about it we nuked them like 60 70 years ago i mean let's they don't real. have they don't have good opinions of us probably not i mean, I mean that's, that's probably changed since you know whatever but like you know that was a while ago. They they had some pins of aggression. Yeah, I think about shit. I think G Gundam was made in like early '90s or late '80s or something like that. I think early one '90s. One of those two. But it didn't yeah, make it to America two. until like mid '90s, late '90s or whatever. I remember seeing it for the first time on Toonami. Yep, that's where I saw in like it. 2001. So yeah. Yeah. So it was it was dope though. I I loved it. And so I don't know. I've been a Gundam yeah. fan since Toonami. Gundam Wing and G Gundam really put me onto yeah. it. <clears throat> Wing was my first one too. Yep, I loved it, dude. That shit was fucking great. It yeah. was. But yeah, anyway, so I got this dog. I completely forgot. Um, his name is uh, his name's Char, and he's an Australian Shepherd. And um, the guy we got him from though was so strange. Like, I mean, to be to put it into context, like these dogs when they're purebred are worth thousands of dollars. Like, you can find Jesus. them anywhere between four and like six grand and stuff like that. Um, and the guy was selling them for four hundred fifty dollars. So. I was like, what's wrong with it? And he was like, nothing. Like, they're purebred. He was like, I, this is my job. Like, I just, I I live out on a farm and I raise these dogs and I sell them. I'm like, yeah, but why so cheap? Like, I don't get it. I was like, like, did you steal these dogs? Yeah, like, what's wrong? And he was like, honestly, he was like, I've been raising them since I was 17. And I don't remember how old he is, but he's, he's up there. And he was like, and, uh, I just know how good of a dog they can be. And I just want to give them to people who, you know, basically want to have a dog in their life so that way they have something like a good companion you know for them and their kids and all this he's like there's a lot of bad dogs out there and you know and not necessarily bad dogs as in the dog is bad but just has been raised to be um you know aggressive or dogs that have been unfortunately bred you know inbred and you know just are born genetically messed up and die so early and have health problems and he's like so in order to avoid that i sell these dogs at a low rate so they're affordable and people get a good product um 
he was like, it's more about the experience than the money. So I was like, that's really, like, awesome, that's you know? That's really nice, though. Yeah. yeah, no, that's really cool. But then the dude just starts going off the hinges, and I was like, so how... Oh, well, how yeah, yeah, I was like, how do, we, uh, <laughs> so how do we do this? And he was like, you can either send me uh, two goats or a whore. And I was like, can I just what? give you money instead? Like... What? What? Yeah. Wait, hold on? Yeah. <laughs> But they had to be we, from, we, like, we, some we, weird we country. we bartering here? Yeah, it was weird, we bar- dude. We, we, we bartering here? Apparently, I like, was going to give him livestock for, I guess, more livestock. But, um, yeah, it was just really strange. And where then, was like, this guy from? I don't know. He was he was American. He was a white dude, old white dude. But uh, uh, Oh, so Louisiana. Yeah, okay. basically. <laughs> dude was crazy, man. And then he was, like, he had a BB gun that he, like, came out and tried to, like, train oh, the dogs he with. He would, like, point it at the dogs to scare them. And I was like, yo, I need to get my dog out of here. Like, and I what need to get out of here. Fuck? I would not let him behind me, like, the whole time. I was like, nope. The dude talked so about, would... like, eating people. What? I'm so serious, dude. He Like, I was like, you know, uh, like, what I, kind I of dogs do be you in... have? And he was like, I, would... uh, I have blue and I have red and, you know. The, blue dogs? Well, the, the color of their fur. Even if they're gray, they're called blue. And if they're, like, brown, they're called red. Okay, I thought this guy was tripping. No, was no, like, no, no. So fuck? he was like, yeah, he's like, I got some blues, I got some reds, and there are different patterns that we were discussing. And then, um, you know, I was like, well, I'd like a blue if it's possible. And he was like, yeah, I think I got one. But if not, like, they all taste the same. So, and I was like, what the? What? Wait, yeah. huh? Dude's so weird. And then he told me he didn't like his neighbors, so he, like, dug up, like, a dead cow that he had, like, had in his fridge, but his fridge went bad. Um, so his, the dead cow started rotting. So he was like, yeah, I like left it in my neighbor's land because I don't like them. So the smell can bother them. And I was like, dude, what is wrong with you? Dude, you know what this reminds me of actually? What's this up? reminds me of, this reminds me of an audio book I did one time. It's oh called, no. <laughs> uh, Diary of a Killer. And it was, um, basically about this guy. He would like stalk these women and like, he would, you know, lure them in and butcher them. Kind of like how, um, Patrick Bateman used to do. And uh, American Psycho, oh, that's right? so creepy. But but really, he was just some like woodland guy. He would like stalk people, and he would like bring these chicks back, and like you know, do things to them, and then like kill them and eat them. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why so like, like low key so like a Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes, and I'm like, wait, and and I had to record this guy, so you know, I had to read those lines. Oh, a couple so you of times. have to be the creepy dude. It had to be the creepy dude. I had to think about it a lot. I'm like, you know what? Like, how do you prepare for that character? Like, did you, like, method act and go out and kill people? No, I had to take a shower. That's what I had to do. <laughs> you probably felt so disgusting afterwards. Read the script, and I was like, ah, fuck. I need to go hug my family. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's probably so awful. I, I messaged the author, and I was like, wait a minute, dude. Um, What, what inspired you to write this? And he was like, oh, you know, I had a dream. <laughs> yeah, so did Martin Luther King, but Jesus, I was like, wait like, a minute, hold on, oh wait, 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 wait a minute, had a dream, all right, cool, man, that's good, it's good shit. Like, I would stay I away see. from that author, like if that's what he dreams about. I I have not talked to him since. I'm like, man, I. <laughs> Jeez, holy shit, that's so creepy. That's, that's so cool that you do like audiobooks and voice acting, and though, like, I think that's like one of the coolest things. Oh man, thanks, I appreciate that. But um, so. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, though, it's cool. It's fun. I enjoy it. Makes me feel good about myself and makes me feel like I have purpose and things like that. Yeah, I feel that. I think music kind of does the same thing for me. Like, whenever I, like, complete a project and it's out there and I'm getting, like, the feedback and stuff like that, like, it really helps, like, with, like, validation and and it, it definitely motivates me to want to continue music's one of those things where like it's great because it's an art and it's always good to like work on things and you know get it out and stuff like that and you know writing um for me is a very like cathartic sort of thing like 
pretty much the songs I write are all from personal experiences or things that I have like witnessed and taken note of and stuff like so usually like the things I write are nonfiction um that's kind of like that's kind of how I do my stand-up though like I kind of write from like life experience right you know, I, I find it comes out easier than trying to say out of the watermelon fell in the it's it seems like really like awkward to try to come up with like just situations that didn't happen. Yeah, you know? And I'm like, I was telling my friend uh, Cody about this. I had him on for the first episode of the podcast. And I was like, you know, I find it kind of interesting how musicians and comedians hang out a lot. Yeah. I feel like it's because we have elastic imaginations a lot of the time. Yeah. So it's like, every, like, so like we see things in kind of a weird way. So like, for example, like if I told you a story about this time, I was in Richmond, um, for people that don't know, it's in Virginia. Uh, capital of the state or whatever, but that doesn't matter. What matters is I was in Richmond Dog, one night. If we all went to school, down. we should all know that Richmond is the capital of Virginia. Dude, I don't trust this education system <laughs> for shit. But anyway, all right. So I was in Virginia, right, and I was walking down the street. I was with my friend Zach because I was about to get ready to do a uh, open mic night. Right. And I needed a shot, and the bar was full, so we walked down the street to this place called Bar Barcode. Right. Went in, got drinks, came out, and. On the way back, we found a sandwich in a in a Ziploc bag on the sidewalk. That's so weird. Yeah, and my friend turned to me and he's like, man, Marcus, I think we got roofied, dog. I'm like, no, I don't think we did. And then this homeless guy comes from around the corner and says, y'all gonna eat that? And we just fucking book it, dude. We don't even ask questions. And I'm like, I don't think I could make that up. It's like, it's fucking, it, it's such just, a weird situation. Like, sam- like, sidewalk sandwich just doesn't happen all the time, It guys. doesn't. <laughs> and it's so funny that it happened right before you were about to, like, go on. Oh, yeah, no, Please dude, tell me I... you talked about it that night. Oh, fuck yeah, I did. All right, two. <laughs> Brought that shit. I was like, guys, I just found a, si- a sandwich on the sidewalk about a minute ago. I am ready to do this shit. Let's go. That's <laughs> <laughs> the perfect way to open up your set. First person said somebody did, did you eat it? I'm like, no. <laughs> why would you do that? Like, why like, would you wh- eat it? Like, would you have? <laughs> are you a psychopath? The question is, are you a pussy? Why didn't you eat it? I mean, like, fair oh, enough. Man, I mean, right, <laughs> that homeless guy looks mad hungry. I didn't want to take it away from him. <laughs> Honestly, the homeless man probably has more balls than either of us. So. Uh, oh yeah, no, he's fought in squirrels and cats and everything. He, he will, <laughs> he will fuck us up in a minute. Yeah. Um, uh, dude, all right. So funny enough, speaking of squirrel situations. Um. All right. So obviously, we we know each other through a mutual friend. Um, yeah. and me and, and, and that person, uh, used to hang out with this guy that I'm pretty sure you've heard of. Um, and, uh, so we would go to his house and he had a pet squirrel. Um, and the squirrel's name was Hammy. Um, I think like from, uh, um, over the hedge, I think it is. Yeah. 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 That was a weird fucking movie. Yeah, wasn't it? Dead ass. It was so like, it was weird. a cool concept though. It was like, yeah. oh, man, wait, so like, like weird kind of modern it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, honestly, I think there was a uh, lot of movies coming out like around that time, though. I think like also, what is it, Hoodwinked and stuff came out around then. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so a lot of like weird like animal like movies and stuff. But so well, like, what was the one with uh, Martin Lawrence and there was a bear or some shit? Um, um oh, uh, Open Season. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that, honestly, yeah. Uh, Martin Lawrence and Ashton Kutcher like w- was a a very odd like combination that like I would have never thought of, but it worked really well. Yeah, so yeah, they they bounced off each other pretty well. Yeah, in that. yeah, had really good chemistry. But yeah, so this dude so had hammy, this. Yeah, uh, he had this pet squirrel, and we were uh, very irresponsible uh, young adults or teenagers at the time, and we were partaking in some pretty stupid activities. Um, and 
uh, the squirrel ended up getting out of its cage. Um, and the only reason I oh, knew no. is because I went to the kitchen uh, just to kind of like step away for a sec um, and kind of orient myself. And I, I turn and I see the squirrel um, at the other end of the kitchen. And now I'm wondering if I'm tripping because I'm like, uh, there's a squirrel in the kitchen. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, wait, like, duh, Matt has a squirrel, like, obviously. So I'm like, okay, um, uh, I'm like, hey, you know, Matt, your squirrel's out, and I yell that, and nobody responds. So I'm like, man, like, and I'm sketched out by squirrels because, like, let's just be real. They're speedy, and some of them got rabies, and this one was a rescue. So you know what I find kind of funny about the whole like rodent thing? You know, they're prey animals, right? Right. But they but they run faster than us. Oh yeah, no, totally. What the fuck is that about? No, they they will kill us like 100. percent And I like that's like, what I'm if, I'm I'm sketched if, out by them. If they were bigger, dude, <laughs> dude, yeah, no, like, we'd I'm, be fucked. And imagine so, if capybaras were. Imagine you know what a capybara is. Yeah. Imagine if they were vicious. No, like that's terrifying. And so, like honestly, yeah. like squirrels, like legitimately, kind of low key freak me out. And I don't know what it is about them. Maybe it's because they're like their eyes are like just straight up black and like glassy and like I don't know. They have I'm no. The souls. Same move with the goats. Yeah. So Goat like eyes. he freaks they me got, like, out. Sage dude. mode Naruto eyes. You know. Yeah, what like mean? the fucking rectangles. Yeah, it's like it's cool in a cartoon or uh, anime. Sorry, I don't want to get fucking. Yeah, don't get flames, dude. Like, yeah, no, but it's cool in anime, but when you see a fucking little, like, satanic creature on the ground with rectangle pupils, you're like, oh, Especially because nah, they're in goats are, like you said, like, satanic symbols. Yeah, but, I'm like, oh, don't, don't, don't touch me. So, so <laughs> I'm freaked out by the squirrel because I'm like, dude, um, my reaction time currently at that moment was, like, not very good. And he's very quick and potentially vicious. I know his claws are sharp. And he Tyler's got them. not good at quick time events. Nah, dude. I mean, honestly, like low key, I'm actually like really good at quick time events though. Like, just side note, I, I, I'm like, I'm like really good at them. Like, I don't know why, but anyway, like at that moment, yeah. I would have failed those quick time events so bad. Um, so I'm like, all right, I just have to move past him. That's all it is. And I look up and I see a box of cornflakes on the top of the fridge. And my dumbass was like, maybe I can entice him with the cornflakes. So I grab the cornflakes and I'm just throwing them on the floor. And I'm like, here you go, dude. Like, come get him. Like, he's a fucking dog or some shit. I don't know. Um, and the squirrel like rodent. You can't reason. So the squirrel, <laughs> like, it, it gets its attention, and I'm like, okay, no sudden moves. And I've got the box of cornflakes, right? And I'm just trying to walk past him, and I'm like slowly dropping them, like Hansel and Gretel dropping fucking breadcrumbs or whatever the fuck, dude. <laughs> and like, I'm like, I'm just like moving past him, and I'm like, I'm free. He's behind me. I'm good. A sigh of relief. I smack the box down on the table, and I'm like walking out of there like a big dick in a locker room. Like, I'm just swagging, dude. And like, all of a sudden, dude, I just feel the squirrel hop on the back of my leg, and I fucking freeze. Like, I had just gotten paralyzed. Like, it's like a fucking horror film, dude. Dude, yeah, oh, it was shit. fucking terrifying, dude. <laughs> like, I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. Um, and like it runs up my back and like it gets to about my waist and then like goes around the front of my body and spirals up to like behind me again and then on the back of my head and my first instinct was just I gotta get him off me and I just I grabbed the squirrel from the back of my head <laughs> and threw him on the ground and he wait what? yeah I'm so serious T Tyler what <laughs> I threw him on the ground, and, like, the squirrel, like, spun out and did, like, a fucking 360 on the floor with its legs all spread out, <laughs> and I just ran down the hallway, and I yelled, hey, yo, Matt, your squirrel's out, and I dipped out and ran into his mom's room and shut the door. Keep in mind, she wasn't there at the time. Uh, she was, like, hey, off bro. somewhere else, so I'm just hiding in his mom's room, and then I hear this other dude come up and go, don't worry, man, I got it, which is never a good sign. 
when a, a white dude who's wasted says, don't worry, man, I got it, that's not a good sign. That's when you start filming. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> homeboy, like, comes out, and this dude, oh, like, man. always thought he was, like, the shit, but he kind of... Oh, he was that guy. Yeah, he was that guy, but he was, like, not really great at anything, but he had an <laughs> ego. And so he walks over to it, and he's like, come here, man. And he sticks his hand out to this girl. And the only reason I know this is because I got a recap of it from someone else. Keep in mind, I'm, I'm hiding out at this point, because fuck the squirrel. Um, and... I hear him call out for the squirrel, and I hear him going, like, to it, like he's trying to call it. And then I hear, ah! And the squirrel had jumped and bit his arm and just fucking, like, attacked him. And I hear, like, people running down the hall and screaming, and I hear, like, things being banged around. And then I hear, like, Matt be like, dude, like, hold on. And he grabs the squirrel, and I hear, like, the cage slam shut. And they finally figured out how he got out. He had, like, disassembled somehow the corner of his cage because it was, like, a square, and it was, like, wireframe. And he had gotten out through there. But so he found a way to, like, lock that up so the squirrel couldn't get out. And some girl was there, and she was like, we need to get him to a hospital. And I'm I'm sitting in the other room, so I'm thinking this dude is, like, dead. Like, he's fucked. Like, the squirrel has murdered him because my imagination. That squirrel went straight for the ju- Yeah. That squirrel went straight for the juggernaut. Exactly. He's gone. My imagination right gone. now is, like, enhanced, right? So like, in my head, I'm seeing all this, like, crazy stuff going on. I'm like, oh, man, he's dead. He's dead. The squirrel killed him. One of us the is going CSI to jail. Guys are gonna... <laughs> yeah, that's it, dude. Like, that was the it. The CSI guys are coming. They're going to start swapping everybody. Oh, screwed, dude. And so, like, um, yeah. so what ended up happening was uh, the girl ended up taking him to the hospital. And once everything calmed down, I finally came out of the room. And I just see, like, blood in the hallway, like, on the walls, on the floors. And I was like, holy shit like is he okay and everyone was like oh yeah no it just bit him in the arm and i was like it looks like a fucking like murder scene out there like what and they were like yeah i mean it's a lot of blood but that's because he was just flailing his arm around and so in my head i'm just picturing a squirrel like hanging on to this dude's arm and he's just like flinging it around (laughs) but uh yeah so it's a crazy crazy. story um but yeah dude ended up going to the hospital he was fine they wrapped him up and he was all good he didn't have I, th- I don't know if they gave him a rabies shot or not. I don't remember, but, like, he didn't have to do anything too crazy. But, yeah, okay. so fuck squirrels. Um, I'm actually, like, low-key terrified of them now. All right, fuck squirrels. But, hey, guinea pigs, though, they're the shit. Yeah, and they're I'll okay. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Um, Growing up, I had three guinea pigs, and what the first one's name was Patches. Patches, we got him from this lady that owned a dog, right? Okay. So she basically trained him to be comfortable around other animals so like dogs cats or whatever he would be worried about it right so one day my stepmom comes home and she has a dog with her that hopped into her car and so for the time being we're keeping this dog at our house because we're trying to find the owners and everything right and so we go we you know we build like a pen in the kitchen for the dog to like sleep in or whatever and we know all right fine good night whatever you know cut the lights off right we heard Three o'clock in the morning, we hear the dog losing its fucking mind, right? <laughs> just, just barking and just, just knocking shit over, or whatever. And so I rush out of my room. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And I see Patches standing in the corner of his cage, just looking at the dog the whole time. And the dog is barking directly at his face. And I'm like, "Wait a minute, hold the fuck." Yo, fucking this fucking phone. guinea pig this, is a gangster, yeah. This guinea pig don't give a shit. And he's looking at this guy like, "Dude, what's your problem?" That's <laughs> and, so, like, yo, he's so cool. Because to the dog, it's a fucking rat. He's like, yo, you're a fucking rat, and I'm going to murder you. And the guinea pig, Patches, is just like, dude, no, man. Hey, hey, it's cool. Have some water. It's fine. Yeah, dude, the guinea pig's, like, straight up, like, chill. That's so, yo, honestly, that's awesome. 
that's some gangster shit. Yeah. But see, because the other two guinea pigs we had in the cage below him were like hiding in their little igloo thing, just freaking the fuck about. Nah, he had big balls like, though. Like Patches was grown, man. He didn't give a fuck about that <laughs> shit. <laughs> man, Patches watched Game of Thrones, man. He didn't give a fuck about no damn dog. <laughs> but yeah, so no, nah, awesome. man. It's, so yeah, no, nah, animals are weird, man. Like animals Definitely. are weird, especially if you train them up, you know. Oh yeah, dude. Like, honestly, some of them are so smart, man. Yeah, like I'd like to have a bird, like a like a parrot or some shit, just so I could teach it fucked up shit. Honestly, my so funny story. <laughs> my great grandpa, um, like he, he's an old Portuguese man. Um, really strange man. Like my memories of him are pretty hazy because I only, I think I only met him a couple times. Um, but um. I remember he would always give me like ginger ale and vanilla ice cream and like so I was always cool with him but he had a, a cockatoo. Sounds like a stand-up guy to me. Yeah, he was cool. He made his own wine, had his own garden, like he was a really cool oh, dude. Wow. Yeah, he was nice. really chill man as far as I know. I mean, I've heard some stories about him that like I might have to tell you off the record like um oh, stories from his past. Yeah, yeah. dude, like legit, like some crazy shit, but like um, yeah, just an old Portuguese man, like I said, had his own garden, made his own wine, like, used to hang out and drink, and he had a cockatoo that he would, like, basically it would sit on the, on his shoulder and, like, you know, walk down his arm and go to the edge of his wine glass, and it would, like, drink his wine with him, so his cockatoo would just get, like, wasted with him, um, <laughs> and it was so cool, and he would, like, he would teach it, like, you know, profanities and stuff like that, and, like, so it was just kind that's of funny. Shit, yeah, though. exactly. So it was just that's cool. Like, that's like a, that's that's like some shit you see off of like One Piece or some shit. Yeah, he was just like you this I mean? old like Portuguese pirate that like just kind of with vibed the, out at home. Yeah, and his fucking animals drink wine with him, and he fucking just hung out. You're, that's cool. So you're shit, gonna though. you're gonna like go through and edit some of this, right? Just before I, before I like this is a preface to a story I'm about to tell you. I mean. I can, or we can just talk about it later. Okay, cool. Depend- if you feel like it's going to be incriminating anybody, I don't, I don't want to worry we'll, about it. We'll talk about it later. Um, right. Some crazy <laughs> shit. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right, I look forward to that. Yeah. Shit. All right. Um, so, so why tired violence? Where would that come from? I was curious about no, that. No, so um, funny enough, I've always liked the sound of it. Uh, my favorite band, it's no secret, um, my favorite band is Under Oath. Um, and I love them so much, and they released a documentary um, uh, called Tired Violence at one point, and it was, like, right before they broke up um, for a short period of time because um, they, they broke up for a couple years. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, man, um, they've explained it before how, like, you know, they had been touring since they were teenagers, and then they were, like, you know, adults at this point, you know, like, and – you know, when you're on the road all the time with the same people, it just gets difficult because you're all supposed to be growing and changing. And, you know, you don't ever hit that maturity where you start to be accepting of each other's differences and stuff. Um, and so the, I think uh, they just needed time to separate and, you know, become their own people and, and learn how to <clears throat> accept others for being different and stuff like that. I think it's very hard, especially when you're in a band and like you're in like a scene and stuff like that. And there's like clicks and you know all this other stuff uh it can become difficult but um they released a documentary called tired violence and it documented um some of their uh stuff off the the album that they had released prior and like the things that they were going through at the time really cool documentary um but the the name stuck out to me and i was like i like this like i really like this a lot and i never really had any like you know plans of using it for anything but it, it just stuck with me it resonated with me and i 
you know, full disclosure, um, have a very, very bad, like generalized anxiety problem. Um, and it's like, like legitimately crippling. Like I, 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 it wasn't so bad. Like I grew up with like anxiety issues, like, and I just thought it was normal. Like I never really thought anything different about it, but it'd be weird. Like on the weekends I would dread going to school like during the week and like my entire Sunday would be like just full of that like oh no like tomorrow I have to go to school and just this feeling of emptiness but like adrenaline and all that other stuff like just typical anxiety stuff um I'd worry about I mean the dentist and the doctors and you know typical things yeah no I mean I was a shy kid growing up too and I mean I I don't know if I really had anxiety problems or anything or I was just shy or just not well adjusted I don't know but like yeah I remember having issues with you know groups mostly like or like speaking in front of people speaking in front of people was a really weird one for me because i wanted to be in a band and i wanted to be like a vocalist and all this stuff but i had awful stage fright i didn't and like whenever i would have to do like uh like uh presentations for class and shit i would just wing them half the time honestly i remember the first time and it was in ninth grade i think it was and uh, i was in like my business class or something and my teacher had us do these reports for like you know just, you know it's great and i got up there and i fucking dropped my paper and walked right out the classroom and stood outside the door i did not want to be a part of that right and and like she was like are you all right i'm like nah man i'm 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 jones and i'm tripping yeah and i feel that so i'm like you know when people tell me they had like uh like they, they had brushes with anxiety i don't know if i i can relate to that truly i could just kind of come from the same angle of being like a yeah so i mean like i think there's a a difference between having like anxiety and like then and being in a situation that makes you anxious but i I can see where like you can still relate because you understand the feeling because you've had the feeling before yeah like it's not been a long lasting thing it's only like you know if i'm putting if i was put into situations that i felt uncomfortable right and that's totally i think it's normal like and i'm not saying like you know you were trying to make yourself seem not normal or whatever because you did a pretty good job of addressing it and i think that's i'm very commendable honestly i very much appreciate your stance and your um uh like your approach to discussing it because i think a lot of people just mislabel themselves or self-diagnose or go out of their way to basically try to gain sympathy and say like well i also have anxiety or i also have depression and the fact that it's become so normalized where they're just like like i'm okay with normalizing talking about mental illness like i think that's a a good thing but i it's a weird double-edged sword sometimes Mm -hmm. though because now like it's so accessible that everyone wants to have a mental illness or everyone feels like they need to have a mental illness like do you remember um I'm pretty sure you remember, like, back in, like, I'm going to say, like, it was, like, 2008 yeah. like, or nine. everybody was going around saying they were OCD because they were organized or So that really and bothered like, me because I actually do have OCD. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't have it, but, like, I know, like, what it is, and I'm like, guys, it's not what you think it is all, all the time. Like, I was reading this one story about this one lady. She can't make right turns when she drives. Mm-hmm. Like, she will take left, she has to take left turns every time because she just can't, something in her brain just makes her can't turn right. And I'm like, guys, being having a neat desk doesn't make you have OCD. No, it means you're just. It just means you want to be organized. I don't know. You just want to be organized. Yeah. You, you, it's not. A, it's not a compulsion. You have to think about doing it. You know what I so mean. So what's crazy about that is like, I didn't know I was OCD. So it didn't really bother me at the time. It was just one of those things that like, when I said bothered, I probably should have like specified because I, I should say bothers yeah. like currently, but not back then. It didn't bother me then. Um, what bothered me then is just the everybody having anxiety or everybody having depression because I I really went through a lot of like like BS really with like, um, like mental illness. I mean, my, my upbringing was 
as good as it possibly could have been with the circumstances that I was dealt, if I'm honest. I think my, my parents did what they could um, to try to salvage where they messed things up. Um, but I also think there was a lack of effort at times that did leave me like unfulfilled and unprepared for life. Um, yeah. and it sucks. And, and honestly, like I've spoken to them about this now and honestly, me and my dad have repaired our relationship immensely. Like we're like best friends now. I love my dad, man. And I always have loved him, but we had some hardships, man. And it's always complicated. You yeah, know? it is. Especially like yeah. the, the whole like father son relationship is really difficult, especially when you come from things like broken homes or, or whatever, man. And, and I know like yeah. certain people can attest to that. Um, you know, Oh yeah, I can. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I didn't want to put you on the spot. That's why I said certain people, but I mean the nah, fact that, fine, the fact man. that you were like open about it. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I've, I've, yeah, I've nah, heard fine, things dude. like indirectly, not that like people were speaking about your business, but because it's like kind of affected them. Um, cause yeah. we do have a mutual friend and because of things that they've seen or things they've noticed, they've kind of wanted to like speak out about it. So I've, I've had conversations about things that have happened like in your household. So I've kind of gotten a, an outside looking in sort of view, but not like anything directly from the source. Um, I mean, I mean, like, uh, I've just recently started going to like a go talk to like a therapist and things like that. Just kind of figure my problems out. Yeah, properly. Man, it really does help. And, um, it, yeah, no, I mean, I was really surprised like my first time going in there because growing up, I would hear things like, oh man, that's bullshit. Ah, they're just trying to get yep. your money and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, you know what? Now I'm like, I'm a man. I can go figure out my problems as I want to yeah. and like try to be the best version of myself. And I kind of realized there's certain things like, you know, you learn to forgive and you move on. Yeah, but so there were definitely like, some know, things that like were not right. N- yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, that's why I, I'm, that's why I kind of put it upon myself to kind of make the decision to say, hey, you know what? There's certain things I don't understand or I need to kind of like reconcile with. Definitely. And I think it's just, I think it's. That kind of, like, see, that kind of thing, I'm totally behind people trying to, like, you know, improve themselves or whatever. I just don't like it when you get people grandstanding about basically just demanding attention because of X, Y, Z or something Yeah, like that, that bothers me, you man. Know, like, it yeah, really does. I, I, it's kind of like you're taking away from people that actually are dealing with the thing. Exactly, that and that's, that's, that's the that problem, man. That you're claiming, you know? It, it is. It's a, it's a, everybody... genuine, it's a genuine issue because, like, honestly, like, everyone has problems, man. Like, I'm not saying, like, yeah. that, like, people don't have problems. But, like, I don't like the the labels and the, the overgeneralization of specific issues because then it just makes it seem like, like it's not a big deal and everybody has these problems and we just need to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, everybody gets depressed, but not everybody has depression. Facts, right? dude. Honestly. Yeah. It's like, um... You want to go? You want to go into a rabbit hole real dude, quick, dude? Let's let's go, honestly, because I I love this, right. dude. Like I, I want I, I, to discuss this. I think big pharma has a lot to do with like all the mass diagnoses of mental illness. I'll one hundred percent agree with that. Just to push pills, I will one hundred percent agree with that. And honestly, because I'm like a lot of people won't even go to doctors though, and they'll self-diagnose because they'll go on the internet and just look at symptoms and be like, "Well, I've oh, felt doctor- like that." Dr. WebMD, man. Yep, 100%. And and I, I do. Never, I never steered me wrong. I've been on chemo for three years. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, like, it's crazy, dude. Like, honestly. And I, I do believe in that. Um, I mean, I, I've seen. Not on chemo, guys, really. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely, like, uh, good thing to, to disclaim. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is. It's one of those things where I, I think that there's I'm not gonna get, I'm, a correlation. Wait, wait, I'm not going to get in trouble for joking about cancer, am I? Oh, ah, whatever. That's yeah, what Marcus canceled already. 
Yep, canceled before he's even begun. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. I think it's okay Fuck. if you if you do stuff like this early on in your career, because, like, no one listens yeah. to these episodes, so then it's fine. But then, like, <laughs> fucking 20 years down the line, someone's going to be like, I heard that one episode that you joked I'm about a- cancer. <laughs> I'm gonna have the I'm gonna I'm gonna be like fucking uh, split screen with a vlogger in like 2040 and shit. Dude, like, <laughs> you said this back. In, you said this in 2020. How could you? I'm like, Dude, this well, crazy. I was young and I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, whatever, man. But yeah, so like, I well, I do I yeah, do believe no. that people like you know overgeneralize. I do believe that you know, like you said, there's a lot of pill pushing going on by uh like large corporations. I believe that a lot of people self diagnose and don't go to doctors because our healthcare system is so flawed that they don't even like even if, some people do it just because they don't want to go to the doctor. Some people do it because they can't afford to go to the doctor. Um, exactly. And then I believe I mean, that like I, that my th- my re- the results. Uh, uh, no. Uh, the reason I was going, the reason I believe and believe that is because I know they do it with opiates. Oh, right? 100%, dude. You got to keep like the drugs on the street. And things like that. So, yeah, like when, and when people turn from opiate, because you can't get the prescription filled more than once, so once that's run up, you basically get people that turn to heroin. Hold on, I'm adjusting the mic real quick. And, so, you might hear some noise in the recording, but go ahead. No, you're fine. But, yeah, that's just when, that's how you get people that, you know, turn to like, you know, like drugs like heroin and like meth and all that kind of shit because they can't get their shit. Yeah. Like they're like their pain pills or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, What's stopping people from doing the same thing? Because, I mean, there have been doctors that have been busted as dealers for, like, over-prescribing people. Yeah. So I'm like, what, what would be stopping a psychologist or whatever, uh, some negligent person that works in that field, just to, you know, drop a five-year-old with, like, some fucking Oxycontin or something? I mean, shit? I've been uh, in situations where, like, and this is where I've had difficulties with things like psychology versus psychiatry and you know therapy and stuff like that i mean i've, I've gone to psychiatrists yeah. that have diagnosed me within my first visit and given me pills by the time i left i'm like you don't even know anything about me we've had one conversation and you're already giving me medication yeah. like dude a little quick on the drawer yeah, exactly <laughs> so i stopped going to psychiatrists and i started going to psychologists um and they actually just sit down and talk to me about my problems and that's just a key difference there is like i've gotten so oh, much yeah, more help no. from actually just sitting down and speaking about stuff and, and learning more about myself than i ever have just taking pills yeah that's i i feel like i mean life's hard everybody knows that and um i feel like if just you know if you can get people that can kind of give you like this just an olive branch to kind of like you know just let your shit air out properly and just kind of like give yourself the the room to grow past certain things people could work through a lot in their lives yeah but you know nowadays we live in a world of instant gratification where like you know it's hard hey, man because everyone's so overstimulated take... yeah yeah no man it's like and fuck in some ways we glorify the drug culture it's fucking crazy honestly yeah but i think like, like every every you know, like like sub genre has like glorified drugs in some way shape or form i mean like i think country music has glorified it with alcohol and stuff and like rappers have glorified it with like marijuana and alcohol and like even now like lean and stuff like that and you know like rock culture that's where it gets trippy you know because it's like yeah like because i mean i i don't consider weed to be a drug i mean it grows out of the fucking ground for christ's sake right like but like something like you know obviously like you know lean or like uh you know, you popping Percocets just because it's for the lulls, man. Like, I I can't get behind that. Yeah, I mean, I dude, can't. like Percocet, Molly Percocet, like that was a whole fucking thing, and like, and that was a bop, but like, right? Dude, <laughs> like, I'm like a whole time, be like, wait, I don't think I should be dancing to this. Like, I don't really vibe with this, but I kind of vibe with this. That beat's sick, though. <laughs> it really is, that, that, though. Like, that honestly, that beat's sicker than me right now. Thank you. Honestly, <laughs> like, I mean, it's just it's. 
it's hard because yeah, man. like it is it's very glorified and people are are so about it and it sucks because like that media is so accessible to everybody so even people who are super young are still like basically being it's being beaten into them and what bugs me though is how young we get kids on drugs too because like i mean Facts. I, I i know too many children or i mean i had i know these too many parents at least that tell me they have their kids on something for like shit like ADHD, ADHD dude. A- oh my god, ADD or whatever. And I'm like, guys, maybe, maybe, hear me out here. They're five. Yeah, maybe they're maybe just. Maybe they just want to go outside. Maybe they just want to go outside. And maybe you, you know? need to step up and I mean, actually be a parent and like teach them like to not like misbehave and stuff like that. I mean, like, there Hot are definitely take. kids. Like there are definitely yeah, there are definitely kids that have problems, but like. The yeah. amount that are being prescribed, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, no, I definitely I just don't believe think that there are children be parents that have issues, time, yeah. and then there there's children that like are just medicated like prematurely or just like unnecessarily. Like, I think five is kind of early for that shit. One hundred percent. Like the kids barely even developed. Like, like this kid doesn't even know what sentences are yet. Really, you're you're like, like really like impeding their development by doing this. Like you're changing yeah, the chemical could, makeup of their brain already. Yeah, yeah, that's an, and when you do that, that means they gotta have that shit for like the rest of their lives, almost. To yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I believe that. All right, so to to kind of backpedal real quick, like I, I, I kind oh. of no, you're good. Like I mean, we, we, I, cool? I said we were gonna go down the rabbit hole, and I'm a hundred percent like down. Um, I believe that not only is like you know these pharmacy like like big pharma basically is is keeping drugs on the street or like prematurely medicating people to to keep money in the system but i also believe that like a lot of the like the products that are being given to people are causing lasting like potential genetic mutations but like aside from that like like legitimate like issues with things like hormones and and all that stuff like i mean i just found out that two of my cousins are are on basically hormone substitutes because they're not producing enough like hormones to basically help them grow and like that's wild. yeah and like i'm like that's weird i mean maybe it's something to deal with my family specifically and i mean look at me i'm i'm super short and stuff like that but i think it's kind of crazy because like you know i'm seeing it more and more in this generation of like kids like um, no i th- you know what i think it is though i think it's the food no, exactly. About, That's what like I was saying. The products that are being given food. to people, like our yeah, food, is yeah. like whatever is like being put into it. And you know, now we have the whole non-GMO wave and all this other stuff, which is cool. But it's so expensive too. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's like, all right, so like, because you know, they put like you know steroids and shit in your food and into like certain yeah. meat products and shit. That's how we have like chickens with double D breast and shit. Exactly, it's, it's fucking crazy. You got chicken breasts. They like, got breasts. Yeah, exactly. We got chicken breasts for implants. We got we got implants for chickens. It's it's fucking nuts. It's pretty nuts. But dude. like, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we're start, going to start seeing some weird effects from all this. Well, weirdly, look at like, it and like engineered food. So hot take, dude. We're, we're, I'm totally going to get canceled for this, but like, gender dysphoria oh is coming out a lot in this generation. Dude. And <laughs> you, you got me, dude. I'm fucked for this. Like, I'm canceled. It's over. But it is. It's coming out a lot. And maybe it's just because we're giving a platform for people who genuinely feel that way. I can't speak on it one way or another for sure because I don't have that feeling. Like, I don't know. And it's it's difficult to say one way or another whether it is, like, strictly mental illness where gender dysphoria has been labeled as an illness. Now, we have also talked about that some mental illnesses are not real illnesses and that they are just made up to, like, you know, fuck people over. But also on the top of that, like, 
there is high suicide rates with with these people and like there are are like legitimate internal I struggles think... and depressions and anxieties that they, no, they feel. No, I, yeah no no i think that um i think i think it's both things at the same time on some level it's like okay some people want to feel accepted doing a, th- a thing that they feel like will give them the accolades of somebody that's actually going through struggle because i mean yeah I mean, humans are forged through struggle, and that's a struggle you can kind of take on to yourself. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and on the other hand of that, it's like the mental health aspect of it. I've said this before to people. It's like, look, man, if there, if 14% of these people are committing suicide every year and we're acting like this is normal, that's – I mean, look, I'm not trying to tell you how to live. I'm just saying, like, maybe we need to look into this whole thing and maybe we need to actually, like, try to figure out, like, you know, what – you know, what kind of ca- what causes people to feel this way? Right, and I think a lot of it is uh, you know, like a lot like, of can we the people do who feel actually, that you know, way are willing to dismiss it by just saying, "Well, it's because we aren't accepted. It's because we have to fight for acceptance because we don't know how to accept ourselves and I, things like that." But that doesn't make sense because they're so accepted now, though. It's like, I mean, yeah, of course you have people out there. It's like racist. You know, you have those yep. people out there, like you know, like they're fucking racist. But like generally speaking, though, if you go there's out a whole in public, community that's basically like yeah. accepting <laughs> of them, and like a lot of people like. Like me, I don't, I don't care one way or another. Like you know, I'm not gonna flame anybody for for being transgender. I'm just not that type of person. It doesn't affect yeah, me no. in any way, shape, or form. But I do think that, like you said, when there are these statistics that are showing that you know, and I'm not labeling them all as a statistic because I think that would also be wrong. But when there are yeah, statistics yeah. that show, like, hey, these people are are hurting themselves, and you know, I don't want anybody to feel that way. I don't want people to be depressed. I don't want them to be anxious. I want everybody to accept themselves. But I think there's also that like issue of where you want people to accept you for who you want to be because you couldn't accept yourself for who you were I think that's a little weird yeah I think acceptance isn't the end all be all for the situation I don't because like I said like I said like you know especially every day the world like I don't know about the political landscape or not anything like that but like I know society at least feels like it's getting more and more progressive every day and I'm like so progressive is such a it, weird yeah. word to use too because it i is, i do believe it? that like yes it is like we're moving forward but are we like i know it feels that way but like are we though it's like it's like i feel like it's weird i kind of categorize like the general public and the political sphere in like two different ways yeah definitely. society at large i think is getting more and more progressive on For certain sure. topics For sure. like but like the this political system, nah, it's a man. little, it's a little sketchy, man. It is, and, and yeah, I'm not a very like, political um, person or anything. And like I said, the <sighs> reason I just feel so bad about the people that you know do have these issues, like I said, I would love for them to all be accepted. I would love for them to all accept themselves. And like I, I'm, I'm very hesitant to speak on it at times because. I think it's so easily misconstrued. I don't want anyone to believe that like I I hate yeah, transgender yeah, I people or that like I don't believe in them or whatever. I just do genuinely believe that gender dysphoria can be a thing and I genuinely see how like they could be driven to harm themselves based on that, you know, situation and I think that there could be a potential tie. I'm not saying it's concrete, but a potential tie to people losing certain hormones and then like being like you know you know having gender dysphoria like i said like i have people in my family who are on hormone replacements that are both young boys neither one of them are very feminine or want to be very feminine so i mean there's no tie really necessarily there but already knowing that there is potential for this sort of stuff like shows me that it's a a potential possibility yeah 
And I'm like, here's here's my thing though. It's like, I, 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 like I said, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing because you know you want you want to say things like, hey man, do your thing. I don't really care. You know, as long as you're not hurting anybody, be happy, be healthy. Yeah, it's for like, sure. But on the other hand of that, you got to kind of go like, wait a minute, hold on. If we're just like. I, I don't like the idea that you can't speak on something if you if you, if a you're not experiencing it or b you're not you know well read on it like I shouldn't need a PhD to go like hey man those people killing themselves it's not a good thing yeah for sure I mean you I, know think, what I mean I think that's like, that, that, that kinda, issue though is that like if kinda, you don't have yeah. that experience like how do you know yeah and which I mean I get that I get that point of view completely but like you know I I, I I get when people say things like, hey, man, you're not this, so you don't know what it's like. And like, I don't, but I can have genuine concern for the people that do. Well, yeah, let's look at it this way. Like, I could be genuinely concerned about you because you're black and there are hardships that you face. I'm not black, but I can see that there are, like, legitimate hardships that black people face, and I can can acknowledge that. Yeah, and I just feel like we're we're cultivating a culture where it's kind of seen as taboo to do that. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like to say, like, Hey man, like I'm not trying to tell you about how how to handle your business, but maybe we need to maybe you guys need to like look at it in a different kind of way. Yeah, it seems like seems... everybody has to be so fucking like informed, like just to have an opinion. And I think it's like, dude, I, okay to be wrong. I, it's like, dude, I, I I do stand-up comedy, man. I don't go up there to be right. I've had but let me tell you the story this one time. I was at uh, you know where Fallout's at in Richmond? Club Fallout? You know Yeah, yeah. At? All right, so I was doing a show there one time, and I open up, and I didn't have a, a set with me, so a dude gave me a sweat list. A sweat list, if you don't know, is basically a list of items to run through and kind of make jokes off of Right, that. yeah. And um, so I'm like, okay, fine, cool, fuck it, whatever. I was kind of bracing myself to bomb anyway, just in case shit doesn't work out, because I'm not like thinking like, oh, man, why didn't they like that? For sure. You know what I mean? So like, I get up there. I'm wearing my uh, – I had an N64 hoodie on at the time. Okay. And um, – so I walk up to the stage and I hear somebody yell out, "Hey man, nice hoodie!" And I'm like, I look and I say, "Yeah, thanks, man." And not even thinking about it because you know I'm a man dude kind of guy, right? Right, for sure. So, so I was like, "Yeah, no, thanks, man." And over my shoulder, I hear, "It's ma'am," and I about shat myself. And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Here we go. And I, and I look over and I see it looked clearly like a guy in a dress and combat boots, and I'm like, "Man." Fuck me, this night's not gonna go well. Yeah, you've so already started night, on like a bad foot. Yeah, so the whole night I was backtracking, but I'm like, you know, you gotta, you gotta know, I didn't mean that, right? Right, like you didn't do it like, as a personal attack. Like I didn't go out of my way to like fucking misgender you or like you know what's it called, dead naming you. I didn't do any of that. No, I, was, I mean like I it's it's one of those like dude bro yeah, about it's shit, one of those you know? like, like I, informalities bro. that everyone uses. But that thing, but that little moment in the first like five minutes, like first like dude, it's got to ruin set. your entire like headspace for the rest of your set. Fuck my headspace. The whole room went visibly like, oh man, fuck this guy. Yep. And I'm like, oh no, dude. And it sucks because no. like I get that it's a quote unquote masculine informality, and like there's the whole patriarchy and all that other stuff. But like once again, like we talked about, it's like we're not being microaggressive by saying like, hey, thanks, man. Like we're not at all. Yeah, like, I've had girls call me dude. I'm like, I'm not going to be like, oh, whoa, whoa, what's that Dude, about? I call my I'm wife like, dude all the time. Like, <laughs> I call girls dude because, you know, I'm a dude. He's, he's a, dude, a dude. She's a dude. She's right. a dude, and we're all dudes. Yeah, but it's like, no, you can't do you that can't now. You can't sing that like, song. Man, That's wait. patriarchy. Yeah, yes. <laughs> fucking uh, <laughs> Ed's a fucking uh, misogynist. Yeah, yeah, Ed's a misogynist. <laughs> 
But goddamn Good Burger needs to get shut down. Good Burger is canceled. Cancel Good Burger. Can't can't show it anymore. But yeah, you know, first time I saw a Good Burger. Sucks, dude. For, funny story to talk about that. It's a weird segue, but uh, uh, <laughs> first time seeing Good Burger was in a daycare, back when I was like four, I oh. think. Like, yeah, no, I'm digging way back. Hey, the memories I have, man. I, I, it's weird, you know. I, I, I was explaining to somebody. I can't remember shit from when I was like a year old, and people don't believe me. And I'm like, no, nah, man, I remember. <laughs> There's certain things that I remember but from anyway. being very, very young, where like a lot of people would be like, "You're not supposed to remember that far back." But there's like very short, like brief memories that I have. Like I can see things and it'll be vivid, but I couldn't like mm. detail an entire story. It'll be like I know what this place looked like, and I know like I've been here and stuff like that. Yeah, a good example of that was, like, I asked my dad one time whatever happened to this one babysitter I had when I was, like, I guess, like, two years old or whatever. And it was this, it was this skinny white lady, and she she had, like, really curly hair. And I said, and I, I, I asked my dad, hey, what happened to her? And he's like, how do you know about that? Like, it's just, that was, like, years ago. And I was like, I don't know. I remember she would, like, come to the house and, like, you know, eat cereal and shit. I'm like, he's like, oh. Uh, well, yeah, no, she's, she, she moved away. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And just moved on with my day. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's really cool yeah. when you have, like, things it's like, like what that. You, it's like, what do you do? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, but, uh, it, it really is but, one of those uh, situations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fuck. What was I talking about? Uh, um, good Burger. Uh, daycare, four years good, old. Yeah, Good Burger. Daycare, four years old. Uh, yeah, so first time seeing Good Burger, I was like, you know what, man? I don't, like, you ever notice how movies make any job look like it's funner than it actually is? Facts. You know what I mean? Because, like, I remember, like... Like, like watching Good Burger, I thought it would be really cool to work at a fast food joint. Yeah, and no. then when I turned sixteen and got a job at McDonald's, I was like, "This fucking sucks." Yeah, you can't do anything <laughs> like in the movies, dude. Hell no, hell no. Like I got a job at GameStop one time, and I thought, you know, you know, when you're a kid, you think GameStop. Dude, man, I worked at GameStop yeah, too. I'll be, I'll be selling video games, talking about video games all day. It's gonna be great. It's not great. You're just a video game librarian, dude. You're a video game librarian. Yeah, it's not great at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, no, this is not this is not the look. Yeah, dude. I mean, movies make everything look better. I mean, like, look at shower sex. It looks awesome in movies. It's terrible in real life. Dude, that shit is not aer- aerodynamic at all. <laughs> like this, it doesn't this shit, fly. <laughs> you go in, you, you slide in. This shit is not structurally sound. It's not. This is not going to work out. It's not great. But, I mean, like, yeah, this it's, is not, it's so awkward, dude. Like, honestly. This is not up to code. But, this is not up to code. <laughs> Shut it down. Shower sex is canceled. Um, Just fucking call John Taffert. Shut the shit down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like, um, uh, I, yeah, yeah the I mean, movies be lying. They dude. really do, honestly. I think I saw Good Burger. I, c- I could be completely wrong. It could be a manifested like memory, like entirely false. Um, but I think my uncle went to take me and my cousin to go see it when it was in theaters. But I, I could be entirely wow. wrong. Yeah. I remember seeing the first Rugrats movie in theaters. That's probably my first movie through memory. I think I the think. first movie uh, me and that or me Pokemon and Chris first went movie. to go see together was Jimmy Neutron. I think his mom took us. Nice. Yep. Jimmy Neutron was cool, man. Yeah, dude. Like, it was. Looking back on it, it looks weird as shit because they all have these really giant heads and like skinny little bodies. Dude, honestly, I used to think it was so great, and I went back at some point, and I I think I might have watched the first movie with my daughter or something. And uh, oh, that's always seeing like the animation like then versus animation now really threw me. Yeah, it's like I was watching. Um, I showed my little brother uh, Terrell. He's fourteen now, but at the time he was like I want to say like maybe like ten. And we were watching uh, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, 
right? So good. And he, yeah, right. But um, we were watching that, and I'm like, I it's really cool to kind of show younger people the shit you were into, and then watch how interested they are in it. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, and I'm like, yo, man, I could kind, I guess like I I'm not a parent, so I'm like, okay, that's really cool though. I can, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, Toy Story, nice. like we we went through all nice. of those, like like we watched them like one a night for like almost a week because there are four of them. Um, and seeing there the are. animation, yeah, there are four Toy Stories now. I thought they only had three of them. Uh, I thought they, like, almost died at the end of the third Yeah, episode. a new one came out, and, like, uh, it's the fourth one, and there's, like, basically a fork wow. with, like, existential crisis problems. <laughs> yeah, like, it's terrible. Like, nice. Like, nice. It's, it's a good movie, though, honestly. Um, it's a weird way to end, like, the whole, like, saga, though. Like, all the, the Toy Story stuff. Like, I felt very awkward at the end of it like i didn't know if i liked the ending like not obviously not gonna spoil anything for anybody who maybe hasn't seen it but like it left me feeling kind of empty at the end because it kind of changed everything that i had come to know like in my head i thought everything was going to go a certain way and it was just going to be that way forever and it just wasn't and it was weird and i felt so uncomfortable and i was like i get where they were going and i still think it's a good movie but like fuck like can i just like write this one out of my memory for a bit do you think there's gonna be a fifth one i don't know man but if you ever get the chance do sit down and watch it you'll understand what i mean when you hit the end like message me and let me know how you feel about it because like you'll you'll probably feel the same way um but yeah, dude, it was it was still good. But seeing like the the difference in the animation <laughs> from the first one to the fourth one was just like insane. Like the progression was so crazy. Yeah, no, man. Like I could only imagine because I mean, I'm like the first one. I mean, apparently the first one was like a huge technological marvel at the time. Oh yeah, I mean, that was ninety five. So it was like you know like holy shit, you could like animate full like characters with this shit. That's fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah, I think the fourth one came out. I want to say in like twenty eighteen, maybe twenty nineteen. Wow. Uh, yeah, but it's it's so, yeah, good. That's that's. That's a whole like that's that's two two plus decades of like you know innovation right yeah, there. Yeah, it was so crazy, uh, dude. You ever you notice how like two D animations kind of making a comeback though? Like it, it it's is, kinda, like, it is. Yeah, I'm like I feel like it's because people around our age group are starting to make stuff. Not even just like, that, but people around our age group know? are so like into like nostalgia and like going back to things that make them feel comfortable and things that they loved as a kid, and so it's really yeah, cool to see a lot of those things making a comeback. Yeah, I've noticed that. It's like, um, like the whole Disney Plus thing. I'm like, yeah, and this is gonna be basically for people in their early, like mid twenties, early thirties that are kind of feeling like, oh fuck, dead ass. I've been watching the fucking right like nineties X Men cartoon. I've been watching Gargoyles, man, and like Gargoyles like, is dude, so tight. It's the fucking shit. And I'm like, and the X Men. Did you know there's like this crazy like Japanese animated X Men intro? Have you seen that? I don't know if I have. I probably haven't. Or it, I'll, I'll send it. Yeah, to definitely you. send that to me. I'll, I'll send it to you later, and it's, it's fucking cool as shit, but it's really misleading. It's basically how Good Burger treated my McDonald's experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man. It's, it's been, like, um, super cool, like, just kind of, like, going back and, and, like, I bought a 20th anniversary Digimon, like, V-Pet, and I was playing with that, and I thought it was so cool just going back and, like, raising a Digimon Tamagotchi, like, it was so cool. That's dope. That's really cool. I kind of wish I was still like into like the monsters and uh, Pokemon and stuff like that. I, I just kind of just fell away from it. I feel like, that. There's a certain like I, I, it was weird. I was never really good at keeping up with handheld games, like even phone games. I'm right. Not good at just playing them consistently. But like I was like you know check back every now and again. It's like uh, the new Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I saw a, I saw a meme. It was like old Yu-Gi-Oh players watching young <laughs> watching new Yu-Gi-Oh players play, and it was like I, I have pot agreed. 
Yeah, dude, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! has changed so much. Like, I used to be in love with that series and, like, that card game and everything. And I've bounced back and forth between checking out, like, where it's gone, like, in in and out every now and then. But, like, it's so crazy now, like, in comparison. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, Yeah, um, we're pulling up on about an hour. We're pulling up past an hour, actually. Um, Do you want to, like, plug anything? or? Um, Yeah, sure, man. Um, Just to kind of, like backpedal a little bit um i i feel like it's a little important to kind of touch up on this like i i did state that i have like uh like ocd issues um and stuff like that like anxiety issues and stuff and like so i found out like about a year ago i got like an official diagnosis and stuff and um i i transitioned from like just having like these normal like feelings or what isn't really normal or what I thought was normal feelings, um, you know, and, and struggling with like certain situations or whatever. Um, and just being generally anxious, um, into like developing like this crazy, like amount of like anxiety and like depression issues. And, um, like it was, it was nuts. Like I, I I got to the point where I I started this OCD problem where like I couldn't leave my house and I developed like this agoraphobia where like if I left my house, I would start panicking. Like if I went out in public, like I would freak out. Um, and like it was bad. And uh, I, I developed this idea that like I was going to be poisoned and I don't know where it came from, but, like, all of a sudden, like, I started having these eating issues and stuff like that. And, like, I'm already a really small dude. And, like, I lost, like, like 10, 15 pounds or whatever. And, like, I was struggling with that because, like, if anybody else prepared my food, I wouldn't touch it because I was, like, legitimately convinced that there was poison in it or, like, whatever. Um, like, I wouldn't – like, if I left a drink somewhere, if I came back, I, I would throw it away because I'd be like, nope, someone has spiked it or whatever. And, like – I struggled really hard with that. So like OCD is like not a joke and I hate the fact that it's like over categorized. Like you said, there was a woman who couldn't make a right turn. I don't think people realize like they'll be like, it's easy. You just do it. But I don't think they realize that your mind literally overrides like any will you have or like any actions you have. Like I, I would eat something and it would taste weird and I would immediately go throw up because like I'd be like, it's poisoned. I need to get it out of my system because I'm going to die. And I would like legitimately be convinced that I was going to die. I'm, I'm happy to announce that I was able to break myself out of the like very rigid diet I had. There was like a very small amount of foods I would eat. Um, I'm, I'm happy to report that like at this point in my life, like I've like broken out of that. I'm, I'm basically just back to eating everything normally and uh, you know, whatever. I still have this weird like looming fear at times, um, but I was able to kind of overcome it, but it was a legitimate struggle for several years. Um, and you know, I just, I have this very bad fear of death. Like it's just a very looming fear. It's pretty constant. I have these very intrusive thoughts about it and mm-hmm. I struggle very difficult, like, it's a very difficult um, for me to put myself in situations where like <clears throat> I feel uncomfortable because then sorry, there's something in my throat. <clears> throat. Okay. It's very difficult for me to put myself in situations where I feel uncomfortable because then I immediately tie it to the idea of death f- for some reason. And then like I struggle with doing that action because then I, for some reason believe like I'm going to die if I do it. And it's once again, just that OCD thing. Um, like anytime anything seems out of whack to me or things feel like not normal immediately, that's that trigger. And I'm like, oh, it's because I'm going to die. 
And it's, it's really weird because then my body starts reacting. And it's once again like that mind over matter situation where your body can really make you believe things that are untrue. And so like I'll be like, oh, I'm dying. And then I'll start feeling like lightheaded or I'll start feeling sick or whatever. And I'll struggle and my heart will start racing and I'll start sweating and like I'll get into these legitimate anxiety attacks. Um, and it's all over just that idea because I mean like – it's obvious that it's imminent. Like I know it's going to happen, but it's just that I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know how. And I become like fixated on that idea. So to backpedal, tired violence came from that idea of like, I am like, I feel like I'm constantly fighting and it's, it's very like, it's very old to me. Like I'm over this, this mental illness i'm over this ocd i'm over this depression this anxiety um i'm over fighting every fucking day for like you know just comfort or normality like at this point i would just be happy with being like complacent i would happy with just being like you know content instead of happy like if if i could just normalize and not be like scared all the time um it would be like a blessing to me. Anytime like I feel normal, I, f I, I get like this high from it and I get elated because I'm like, dude, like I finally don't feel like I'm about to fucking die. Like, and it's crazy. Um, but I'm in therapy for it and stuff like that. I'm taking medication and I'm, I'm so willing to openly talk about it because I know at some point it could make me sound crazy. But at the same time, there are people who probably struggle with like the same sort of stuff that are so afraid to talk about it because it's not normalized. And this is why yeah. I, I hate when people overgeneralize things like OCD, anxiety, depression, stuff like that. And, and everyone self-diagnoses and you can feel anxious without having anxiety. You can be depressed without having depression. You can be organized without having OCD. There's a difference between wanting something and having a compulsion or an obsession um and so exactly. i think people need to like actually realize that and it needs to stop being like thrown around because it does kind of uh take away the impact that it has when people try to discuss it and try to say hey i have a problem um it, it sucks man but yeah tired violence kind of comes from that like it's just that tired of of fighting and, and being over it but like just having to kind of continue because i don't have a choice i mean i've obviously never wanted i can't say never but like I don't want to die so suicide isn't an option for me you know it's not like i can just take that easy way out and just die and it's over because that's my whole problem is i don't want to die so it's like i'm forced right. to continue and i have responsibilities i have obligations i have kids a wife you know a household a family and i wouldn't want to give that up it's not the fact that i hate life it's that i'm scared of death you know that's pretty beautiful man and you know i'm hey it's, i'm glad you felt comfortable talking about all that kind of stuff yeah and um yeah, you know, I think the more people get space to talk about, you know, their problems and their issues and the way that their lives have gone, I think that's a really important step in uh, our society as a whole and helping people heal and uh, feel more accepted into the wider scope of the world. Yeah, man, that's what I'm trying to do with this whole thing yeah. is like uh, with tired violence, it's not a matter of getting famous or making millions or whatever. It's just reaching people and trying to like let them know it's okay that somebody understands and you know being there for people like i i had i legitimately 
make it a point to try to interact with fans and to try to hear their stories. And, and I make songs that I'm hoping will reach somebody and make a difference in their life or, or help them make a change or whatever. And I've succeeded in the past with that, with my last project. And I'm just hoping to continue because that's what I do this for, man. Like if, if I wasn't making music, I would want to be a, a therapist or a psychologist or something like that. Um, yeah. And you know what, man? Yeah, it, I was gonna say, you know what, and that's what it's all about, man. It is, you know, and so tired violence yeah. is what I'd like to plug. You know, it's it's what we're here for. It's my band. Um, it's a solo project. I do everything myself, so I make, you know, I take a lot of time and effort and make a lot of sacrifices for it. The entire thing has been funded out of pocket. My wife has been an amazing, you know, support for this, and like <laughs> she has been, you know, really. Gotta have that. Honestly, rock. yeah, no, she's. Uh, I love her to death, man. She's definitely. Um, very supportive and she's allowed me to do this because she believes in me and my cause and um you know so even though i'm taking money from um, from the family to do this she understands where it's coming from and why and so you know she's very supportive um so i appreciate her and so i you know i'd like to thank her publicly um you know i'm not one of those people who likes to put my relationship out there on blast like on facebook where i'm like this is my significant other and she's this wonderful amazing sweet blah blah like whatever i don't do that yeah, you know? i, I don't that. make like posts like you know yesterday was my daughter's birthday i didn't take the time to make an appreciation post on facebook to say look how much i love my daughter because i don't care if anybody like knows man as long as my daughter knows yeah. you know and that's the thing like as long as she knows like and that's that's what's important to me so not spending the time on facebook making that post gave me more time to spend with her so yeah because that time with her is actually real that's important you know that that fucking like yeah. that doing that shit for likes you know like that's not important to me i don't care you know so yeah but yeah so i mean just tired violence is my thing you know i just put out a single um depending on you know how you pronounce it i've, I've heard it high wraith and i've heard it here um but it's a welsh word which basically means like a nostalgia or a feeling of homesickness for something that was never yours to begin with like something that you never owned um and oh, yeah it's a it's basically based on relationships man of of the current day and ones that i've been a part of myself where I think people are selfish and, um, you know, they are, they want, they've romanticized this idea of a relationship where your partner needs to have, you know, their entire world revolve around you and only you and everything is about you um, because that's the highest form of love or, or flattery or praise. And, you know, they need to, to become, you know, nothing but like your servant and all this other stuff. Like, it's crazy, dude. Like, people are so nuts about love at this point, you know? That, that kind of ties back into the whole idea of, like, you know, movies be lying. Because, yeah. you know, I kind of feel like, you know, we sell people on this idea of what the ideal relationship is or what the ideal, like, you know, anything is. And I feel like now that that's kind of, like, people have been kind of trying to chase an ideal, an idealized fantasy instead of appreciating the beauty of reality. Yeah, man. Even though it's all, even though it's really muddled and disgusting, but at the same time, it's what's real and what really matters yeah i think there's i think there's definitely like like beauty and like the danger of like the situation and stuff like that of oh, being yeah. in a relationship and having you know the potential for things to go wrong and stuff like that because it just makes it so much better when things are great you know and that's the thing is yeah. appreciate it while it's good you know like not just you know wish it was there when it's bad or you know whatever or or try to make it always good because it's just not going to be always good like i can't tell you how many times like you know like me and my wife have disagreed on things or we've gotten into like arguments or we've had you know tough times or whatever but you know 
when we overcome it, it just makes it so much better when it's great because like we are still together and there, there were those, you know, times that were things were difficult, but you know, we didn't just give up on it or run to somebody else or, you know, like whatever, like we, we worked on it together because that's what a relationship is supposed to be. And we're not stuck up each other's ass 24 seven because that's stupid and we need to be our own people. And I get that it's one lifetime. So you want to spend all your time with the one person to blah, 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 whatever. That's a romanticized idea and it's fucking stupid. And like, honestly, you need to, it's not, it's not not healthy, man. And so like, you know, we spend time apart and we do other things and we're, we're individuals who have come together and it needs to stay that way. And I like it that way, dude. I like being able to take time to make music and and go out and and see my friends and maintain the house and do what I need to do and have her like, you know, go to the store or, you know, like draw because she does art and stuff like that. Um, and she might be coming out with a project soon that, you know, um, I'd be willing to to plug in the future or whatever uh, but she's an artist and she's thinking about trying to yeah, start right. selling art and you know like whatever as like a you know a, a new business and stuff to try to just create another income for us and you know it's just something that she would like to start putting out there because she's definitely like really talented and you know she has some confidence issues with it but I would like to see her get out there but yeah man so just overall um the song is basically just about those relationships where you know one person seems to be giving more than the other you know there's the one person that thinks it's okay to do all of these things that they're telling their significant other not to do like like they're their parent or whatever you know those really controlling relationships um and then there's those those hypocrisies that are in them and then that one person who's you know giving their all for this person who is you know saying like you need to to have your whole world revolve around me that person finally breaking away from that and saying like you know i'm going to be fine without you and like look at what i can become now that you're not subduing me and making me be you know whatever you wanted because you wanted me to love you more than you know like i loved myself you know exactly i think it's really important for people to figure out who they are as people I think I think it's really important for people to figure out who they are as a person before they invite other people into their lives. It's just hard, and man, because f- that, yeah, that I, idea I, of like I, wanting I, love so bad, like we said, it's been romanticized. I know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and I've been accused a number of times of being selfish in relationships. Oh yeah, same. And being very, because you know, I'm I'm a very goal oriented guy. Yeah. And it's like you know, but when you meet people that get it, and when you meet people that get you. I think those are the ones you just pay attention to. Dog, I've been everything a piece else of t- shit. Everything else has turned. Just admittedly, I've been a horrible boyfriend. I've been oh. like, I've been controlling. Oh, no, I've no. been like aggressive. I've been everything. Like, I'm not saying. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm not saying I've been an angel. I'm just saying it's like you know, I know some people don't understand that. Like sometimes, like like I say, it goes kind of goes back to the whole idea that we've been kind of sold this idea that you know. If you're in a relationship with somebody, you want to be with them all the time. You want to be around them all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's just you bad. Know, what are they doing? How are they doing? Nah, 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 yeah. nah. Who are you like, with? That's... Like, I need to know everything. Yeah. Text me every second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's important to let people breathe, man, and let people kind of just be themselves. Constant communication is the like... death of relationships, too. Like, like, I mean, open communication is great. Constant communication is awful. Like, texting destroys it... relationships. And it kills attraction, dude. It really does. Because think about it. There's no longing. No, there's there isn't. No, like, like, there's th- no, like, th- that distance makes the heart grow fonder is, is true to an extent. Like, short, like, term distance and stuff like that. And, and, like, you know, like, distance maybe, like, you know, a couple miles away or an hour away or whatever. I can yeah. totally get that. Long-term relationships are definitely strained. I'll say that for sure. But, like, it is that constant contact. I'm not saying that they're not possible. I think they are. But that constant contact that people have with each other. Like, hey, I know I just saw you, but I just left. And I'm texting you. And I'm going to text you till I fall 
fall asleep and then I'm going to wake up and I'm going to text you from the you know minute I get up throughout my day, even while I'm at work, you know, while I'm with my like, friends. Like, that's cute. That- yeah, that's cute for like the first like month, but then it's like, all right, okay. yeah, like can you fuck <laughs> off for a bit, like honestly, like I, like I'm hanging out with my boys, or like, yeah, I'll go, message you. you got in a friends, bit. don't yeah, you? Yeah, like uh, you know, I'm gonna like, do. You some got shit. friends? Go. Have life experiences, well, yeah, no, and your 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 significant other. I get that you want to have experiences together, but if they're not there, yeah. like. Have your life experience and then tell them about it later. Like make it something where you guys can discuss it. Like I think that's great when you can like tell them exactly. stories and stuff. And it, I think it makes you more interesting. Yeah, uh-huh. have have thing have things to talk about instead of just kind of. I mean, everybody's had the whole like um, you're texting somebody and say, "Hey, what are you doing? Nothing. What are you Those doing?" Dry ass conversations, dude. And <laughs> you're just trying to salvage something out of that. Like, no, man, there's nothing to talk about. Don't talk about it. Yeah, anything. and that's the thing, man. I think like the constant communication like creates that where this, you're you're just dry as shit, you know. And like I said, yeah. I've, I've admittedly like I've never like abused a woman physically or anything, but I've been no, aggressive. No, like no, I've no. been like emotionally abusive, unfortunately, but it was never intentional. It's just I I've been cold. I didn't know, you know? how to be like. It, I didn't know how to be a person. I didn't know how to be a significant other. Like, I didn't. Like, I didn't know. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, still no, learning, no, you man. know? I'm laughing because I get it because it's like, holy shit, yeah. yeah you know? I, like, d- I don't know. Like, I mean, like, I'm like, I'm still a kid, you know? I'm like 15, 16 years old basically telling this girl we're going to be together forever, you know? Like, what the fuck do like, I know? Sure, man. <laughs> like, know? Sure, and I'm man. like so convinced <laughs> that it's true, you know? And that's what I'm saying. Like, I've made mistakes. Like, I've been stupid, you know? I've been, you know, like, whatever. Oh. And like, I have. I've been a liar. I've been a cheater. I've been like, I've been everything thing under the sun i really have and it's it's never been intentional it's always because like i had issues with myself like of self-fulfillment of learning how to be a person of of needing something of needing validation of needing attention a lot of it did come from my from my upbringing and and you know the way I was shaped, you know, I didn't have these great model relationships to look into. I saw a lot of divorces. I saw a lot of like lying and cheating being normalized to me. And it was just like a thing that was just like, you did it. And if you got caught, like you're a piece of shit, you know? And it was just bad, you know? And it was all normalized to me. And it wasn't until I met my wife that like, she really basically in good faith took me aside and said like, I know that you have the potential to be a good person. And like, I believe in you. And like, you need to change for the better and it was weird how much credit she gave me with how much of a piece of shit I was and she really like stuck by me and was willing to like kind of help me and wait and 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 really show me the way of like you know basically good morality like her family is all of like good faith you know and and they're all very closely knit and they have very good moral standards and she was just like I know you can be a better person and I know you want that for yourself so like basically like let's make it happen and she did ma'am and i apologize really as, as weird as this is i know like probably none of these people are going to hear it but you know I, I i have made like public apologies i've tried to go out of my way to like you know talk to people i've wronged in the past and like you know basically be like i'm sorry for who i was and what i did because i get it now like i didn't get it before and it's weird man because you know there is like cancel culture and all this other stuff and you know whatever but i didn't yeah. understand what i was doing wrong before people could tell me it was wrong <laughs> and i'd be like yeah i mean i know but i did I didn't but I get it now you know and it's weird and I'm not saying this stuff to save face like I get it like I'm still yeah. responsible no, I mean, for you, my actions you, you genuinely live and learn though yeah man. like you, you live it you live and learn and I mean and like and as far as your wife goes man I think that's I think it's just great to find somebody that acknowledges the fact that you know you're not perfect but you're trying yeah man she's you been amazing I mean? honestly like and it's like been great. I I think it's just you know just 
I don't think it's fair to kind of ins- impose these ideals on what our partners might should be right. like, and just kind of acknowledge the fact, that, like you know, hey, okay, it's fine to have preferences or whatever, but like at the end of the day, they're still a person too. Facts. And you know, you know, like and especially you know, we're adults, man. Like you know, we're in our. I don't. I don't know how old you are. Uh, you're, I'm twenty. Twenty nine, thirty. 28? Okay, yeah, so we're in our mid-20s, man. I like, fucking think about that still... for a second, jeez. Yeah, right? Like, we're in our mid-20s, man. We're still living and learning, trying to figure shit yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, yeah, like, we don't get everything right every... We don't... We're not gonna have everything, have everything right at the first time. No, and like, I think that that needs to be normalized, too. Can see that, yeah, as, as long as somebody can see the fact that you're... That you want to be better, or that you have the potential to be better, and they see that in you, and they're willing to cultivate that with you, I think that's what's really important. Yeah, you know, man. Like, I'm, I'm really genuinely making an effort. Yeah. You know, I want to be a better yeah. person. Like, I want, I want, I'm the most honest I've ever been. Now, I'm, I'm the most open I've ever been. Like, I'm, I'm full of, you know, like, you know, the idea of, you know, communication is key, and you know, like all this other stuff. Like, I've, I've really pushed these ideals, you know, uh, and I've really, like, grown to accept them and understand them. Um, uh, you know, my wife has really like helped, kind of. And, and I hate to use the word like impose, but really cultivate, I guess, is, you know, like the word I'd like, you know, these ideals like within me and stuff like that yeah. or helped build yeah. them, you know, because I was I was a piece of shit, like just flat out, you know, like I wanted to be a good person, but it's like I didn't even know how, uh, you know, it was weird. But oh, it's man. just it's just, you know, those life experiences shape you. They really do. And I struggled for a long time. But, you know, I'm like I said, I'm more comfortable and more confident in myself than I've ever been on that front. Like, I still have insecurities. I still, you know, have like, you know, we've talked about it, like anxieties and all this other stuff. Like, there are things that yeah. I struggle with for sure. But at least I feel comfortable <laughs> in knowing that, like, I'm doing my best in being a decent person. And that's all that matters, man. As long as you're trying to be better. As long as, yeah. I mean, not better, but you know what I mean? As long as you're trying to be the best version of yourself you yeah, can be. Yeah, for sure. I, I, think that's, I think that counts for something. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like... I know I had a stint where, I, you know, you go through a relationship, you get your heart broken, and then you're just, you're being a fucktard for, like, you know, good, like, yep. couple years or whatever. Yeah. I, I had that stint where it was like, you know, like, man, fuck bitches, you know, whatever. I'm just trying to, you bitches know, say shit. Just go out there. Yeah. Basically, just I'm just chasing my nut and just going on with my day, and I'm like, nah, man. And you kind of learn, like, yeah. I'm glad I caught that, you know. Older people tell me I caught it early. Yeah. To kind of be like, hey, man, look, okay, you need to, like, you know, try to, like, figure out who the fuck you're trying to be and what you're trying to put out into the world and, like, what kind of people you want to be around you. Yeah, I'm grateful the, the fact, fact that, that I not... was a dumbass yeah. early on because, like, I mean, like, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm 28 now. I finally have, like, my own house. Like, you know, I've got a dog and, like, yeah. a cat. And they, I'm, I'm on my third child coming up in September. You know, I'm married. Nice. Like, you know, I'm I'm doing, you know, the thing, you know, the life thing, I guess, you know? And so... That's it. It's good to get the bullshit out of the way. Yeah, early. exactly. Like it <laughs> sucks. Like, uh, like and I and I, I wouldn't want to go back and do it again. Um, and you know, like, but I'm glad I know the things I do now. And like I said, it sucks that there had to be people uh, along the way that that got hurt. And I, I do, I feel bad about that, man. But you know, there's only so much I can do now. Yeah, and um, you know what? You know, I think we're gonna cut it off right here, man. Yeah, sounds um, good. Yeah, because I gotta go get ready to leave in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no worries, dude. But um. Yeah, so this has been Tyler Morris from Tired Violence. And uh, 
Yeah, man. I look forward to having you back on. Definitely, man. Uh, next time we could probably go for an easy three hours. I can see that happening. Shit. We're yeah, probably. <laughs> it was fun, man. Definitely. Thank you for having me on. And yeah, everybody, if you haven't checked me out yet, I would appreciate it. Like I said, I put a lot of time and effort into this. So, I mean, if you're into like, you know, pop punk emo sort of, you know, style music or whatever, um, it's Tired Violence and I'm on Spotify, YouTube, uh, you know, Apple Music, anywhere you can stream it, man. Check it out. All right. You guys take it easy, and that's it. Bye.